0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, One, God, Amen. Today we are in the third Sunday of the Coptic month, Babylon. And as I explained before, during this month, the Church speaks to us about the power of God. God has power over illness as we saw in the first Sunday in healing the paralytic man over nature as we saw last Sunday in catching so many fish over evil spirits as we saw this Sunday in healing the man who was mute and blind and by casting out the demon this man was able to see and to speak and over death as we're gonna see next Sunday the raising of the son of the widow at Naid from death and these four things illness death nature and evil spirits until now science technology medicine has no power over these four things. no power over illness, no power over death, no power over nature like hurricanes, volcanoes, earthquakes, and no power over evil spirits. So the church teaching us that God is a powerful God, is a mighty God. And God support us and empower us with His power. He wants His children to be powerful. He wants His children also to conquer in their life. As He said to the disciples, Don't depart from Jerusalem until you receive power from on high. Even the evil spirits, God gave us power over the evil spirits. He told us, that you will be able to tread upon the serpents and the scorpions and all the power of the enemy and nothing will harm you that's why in the thanksgiving prayer we say all envy, all temptation, all the work of satan and the counsel of the wicked men, hidden and manifest cast them away from us and from all your people for you have given us the authority to tread upon the serpents and scorpions and all the power of the enemy. Serpents and scorpions referring to the power of the devil. So in our spiritual life there is a warfare and Satan is attacking us all the time. But how to have this victory over Satan? Although he is trying to defeat us, but we know that he cannot defeat us. Because God gave us authority over evil spirits. Each one of us has this authority, but sometimes we don't utilize it. Like a person, going to the war, having the weapon with him, but he's not using them. That's why he is defeated. We have the weapon, we have the whole armor of God, and Saint Paul in Ephesians chapter 6 spoke about the whole armor of God. When we are baptized, and when we joined the body of Christ, all of us, we have the armor of god but are we using it or not that is the question if i am defeated by satan this means i'm not using the armor of god the armor of god as saint paul explained it has six pieces when i explain them today i will not use the order that saint paul mentioned in ephesians chapter 6 but I will use the order of the body to make it easy for us to remember. Number one, he spoke about the helmet of salvation. Helmet of salvation. Like those actually who are like driving motorcycle, they put helmet. So God forbid if any accident happened, this will protect their mind. Their prote- this protect their thoughts. In the same way, what protect our thoughts and our mind is the helmet of salvation. What is the helmet of salvation? When your mind you set it upon heavenly things, not earthly things. As Saint Paul said in Colossians chapter three, if you were raised with Christ, set your minds on things above not in things below. We have the heavenly citizenship. We are citizens of heaven. So that's why we should not put our mind on earthly things. What we eat, what we drink, what we wear. Our heavenly father knows that we need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things actually will be given to you. We need to understand that the battlefield is the mind. If Satan wants to deceive us, he starts by planting a seed in your mind. A lie in your mind. He will plant a lie in your mind, he will make you believe in a lie, and after this, he actually can defeat you. That's why we need to guard our minds. We need to have the helmet of of salvation. We need to think about things pertaining for our salvation. That's why he, he told us it is the helmet of salvation. If your mind is preoccupied by earthly things, it's very easy for Satan to plant a lie in your mind. Like what he did with our mother Eve. He planted a lie in her mind that if she eats from the forbidden tree she will be like a god and after he deceived her he tempted her and he conquered her but we know the tricks of Satan we know his trials that's why we have the mind of Christ and if we have the mind of Christ If we think all the time about things pertaining to our salvation, then actually Satan cannot plant any lie in our mind. The second point, the second piece in in the armor of God after the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness. Breastplate actually, they wear it on their chest, in order to protect the heart, to protect the emotions. And Saint Paul called it the plate of righteousness. Righteousness is the righteousness of Christ. When we are baptized we put on the righteousness of Christ because we cannot be righteous by ourselves. He came and he fulfilled all the righteous requirement of the Lord. And then by uniting with Him and by putting Him on us, as St. Paul said, you who were baptized, you put on Christ. By putting on Christ, we have His righteousness. And His righteousness will protect my heart, will protect my emotions. The word righteousness from the word right. So righteousness means to do what is right. To do what is right. So what will protect my heart? Doing what is right. And how would we know what is right and what's wrong? The commandment of God. When we follow the commandments of God, when we obey him, When we don't obey our mind or our thoughts, but we obey the command of God, and we do what's right, this actually what would protect our hearts. David, for example, during the time of the war, and as a king, what was right for him to do? The, The right thing to do is to be with his army, to be with his soldiers, It is not right that the soldiers are fighting for the country and he is actually taking vacation. That's not right. But David did what's wrong. That's why he was tempted. And he fell in adultery and also in murder. Because he chose to do what is wrong, not what is right. If we keep all the time the commandment of God before our eyes and if we do what is right Satan cannot actually tempt our heart Satan will not have control over our emotions but our emotions will be pure because we are doing what is right the third piece St. Paul spoke about it is the belt or the girdle of truth and the truth actually as I told you Satan planned a lie in our mind when we know the truth the truth actually will set us free because if we follow the lies of Satan we will be slaves of sin But when we know the truth, the truth will liberate us and we will enjoy the freedom and the liberty in Christ. Nowadays, unfortunately, many people preach lies and spread lies and they say about these lies the truth and they change the names of sin into names that can be acceptable to us for example they change the name of homosexuality into another lifestyle fornication they change it into premarital sex so they are changing the names in order to be more acceptable in society but the truth actually when we follow the truth, we will live in the freedom of Christ. And this is actually the girdle that surrounds our loins. And loins, as we read in the book of Psalms, refer to the rebuke of the Holy Spirit. When we say my loins rebukes me, means the Holy Spirit convicts me. So when the Holy Spirit convicts me, I should follow the Truth because He is the Spirit of Truth. So I need to have this girdle in order to protect my conscience because the conscience that is anointed by the Holy Spirit actually will convict me about what is true. What is true. So. Having this belt, the belt of truth, all the time will protect my conscience from either being a very weak conscience or a very rigid conscience. Our conscience should be anointed and guided by the Holy Spirit. So the helmet of salvation protects our mind. The breastplate of righteousness protect my heart, my emotion, and the belt is a belt of truth, I'm sorry, or the girdle of truth protect my conscience. Then the shoes, the shoes of the gospel of peace. Meaning that these shoes actually protect my way, my deeds, my action, my steps. I will walk in the right steps, I will walk in the way of God. And it is called the gospel of peace because the children of God are peacemakers. Wherever they go, actually they make peace. Wherever they go, wherever they dwell, children of the world are troublemakers. Some people, wherever they go, they cause trouble, problems, conflict, confusion. But the children of God, wherever they go, they actually make peace. That's why it is called the Gospel of Peace. Also the Gospel of Peace because we preach the reconciliation with God. Gospel means good news. Gospel of Peace means we are preaching the peace that came to us from heaven with the birth of Christ the angels chanted uh, saying glory to God in the highest peace on earth good word toward men peace on earth so the children of God when they walk every step they proclaim the peace that brought to us with the incarnation of the son of God so helmet of salvation to protect my mind also the breastplate blade of righteousness to protect my emotions, the belt of truth to protect my conscience, and the shoes of the gospel of peace to protect my way. I am walking in the salvation that God actually prepared for us. Then in our hands, in my right hand, I have the sword of the Spirit and in my left hand I have the shield of faith so the last two pieces the sword of the Spirit in my right hand and the shield of faith in my left hand what is the sword of the Spirit? it is the Word of God it is the Word of God the Word of God that is sharper than two edged sword. A children of God, if you want to have this sword in your in your hand, you need to have daily time you spend with the word of God. Read it, understand it, memorize it, keep it in your heart, apply it in your life. Live according to the word of God. The word of God is life. It gives us life when we keep the word of God in our heart and apply it in our life. And in left hand we have the shield of faith. The shield actually used to deflect the arrows. So when Satan actually shoot arrows against us we deflect these arrows by the shield of faith. It is our faith our trust in God and our confidence in God, trust in His love, trust in His power, trust in His might that actually empower us and make us victorious in our life. As yesterday when we were speaking about Psalm 74 and how Asaph felt the abandonment of God and how he felt that God distance himself from his people, but what helped a during this difficult time? It's a very difficult time when you see myself when I see myself in ruins and the same time God is distant from me How can I help myself during this time? It is the shield of faith It's my faith and my confidence in God that's why Asaf start to remind himself about the love of God and his mind. How God did not actually forsake his people when he split the Red Sea in front of them, when he gave them victory over uh, and defeated Amalek, when he led them into the Promised Land. So this faith, this confidence in God who actually dealt with mercy and compassion with them in the in before helped Asaph actually to go through this difficult time in which he felt the ruins of Jerusalem, the ruins of the temple in the same time the distance of God so these are the six pieces that can help us to overcome Satan all of us we have them but the question Are we using them or not? Are you using them or not? You have the armor of God, the helmet of salvation, breastplate of righteousness, the girdle of truth, the shoes of the gospel of of, uh, peace, the sword of spirit which is the word of God and also the shield of faith. But can you imagine a soldier in the, uh, in the war, in the battlefield and actually he is well equipped with all the weapons and using the weapons, but he lost communication with his superior. Although he has the whole weapon, the whole armor, and he is in the battlefield and he is using them. But if he lost communication with his superior, then he will be defeated. That's why St. Paul, after speaking about the six pieces of the whole armor of God, he spoke about the importance of two things, prayer and perseverance. Prayer, because that's connection with God. If you have the whole armor of God, but no connection with God, you will be defeated. That's why you need to have communication all the time with God to guide you To give you His grace, to empower you, to support you. Don't stay away from God. Prayer is our tool to overcome the devil and all his enemies. And the second thing, perseverance. Some people communicate with God and they fight, but they don't persevere to the end. After some time, they give up. They say, I don't fight anymore. I am done. I'm not going to pray. I'm not going to use the whole armor of God. They will be defeated. That's why the Lord said, he who endures to the end will be saved. Perseverance is a very important virtue in our life. To persevere to the end. To fight and good fight to the end. When we persevere, we will win the war in Christ Jesus our Lord. So today, we spoke about how the Lord was able to cast a demon from a person who was blind and mute. And casting the demon, he was able to see and to speak. In the same way, we have the whole armor of God by which we can defeat Satan. The whole armor of God, helmet of salvation, breastplate of righteousness, the girdle of truth, and the shoes of the gospel of peace, the sword of the Spirit, and the shield of faith. Besides the whole armor of God, two things are important. Prayer, communication with God all the time, and perseverance. Those who will persevere to the end will be saved. Let us pray and dedicate this liturgy that God will help us to in the battlefield was Satan. In our warfare was Satan, to empower us and to support us. That in Him will be victorious. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.